to the Extension Connection podcast. The Grant County Cooperative Extension Service is here to help connect you with research-based information about economic development, energy and water, farm and ranch, yard and garden, natural resources, health and well-being, and our very popular youth development program, 4-H. I'm your host, Jessica Swap the 4-H and agriculture agent here in Grant County, New Mexico. We are part of New Mexico State University's College of Agricultural, Consumer, and Environmental Science, and we are here to serve you. So let's get started. Hi, everybody. This is Jessica Swap-Massengill once again, the 4-H and ag agent in Grant County, New Mexico, and we're back again to talk about showmanship. Today we're going to be talking about a lot of the different species. Uh, we're going to talk about um, what is showmanship, some general showmanship tips, uh, the, the showman dress code, and then the species-specific showmanship for pigs, lambs, goats, and cattle. So what is showmanship? Um, I found this definition um, from Michigan State University in their Showmanship 101 for All Species publication, and I thought it was a really great, great way to explain what showmanship is. Showmanship is about the person handling the animal, presenting and showing the animal to the best of the person's ability. It is about making sure that the showman is looking at the judge at all times, and showmanship is really about how hard a person has worked, prepared, and presents their animal to the judge. I also add in, added in here that this is strictly an evaluation of you as the showman, not necessarily the quality of your animal. So for instance, um, you know, maybe you didn't have the grand champion this year, but you can still be a grand champion showman. So some general showmanship tips. The first thing is, is that showmanship is one at home. Whenever you're at home, you're doing all the work that's hopefully going to show up within that show ring. You want to practice like you compete. Um, so when we're practicing at home, you want to make sure that you're using the equipment that you're going to be using the day of the show. So the show halters or the chains or the halters for your goats, all those things need to be used at home first. So that way you can figure out if that's what works best. Also, I love this um, saying, you never get a second chance at a first impression. Showmanship is a lot about that first impression. Um, great showmen are usually identified by the first few steps into the ring. And I have to say that's true. When judging showmanship, I'm usually able to start to identify who the good ones are from who the ones that still need more work right out of the gate. Some general tips are to be cool, calm, collected, um, but you also want to be intense and focused. Do not do the beauty queen fake smile. I will say that this is a personal pet peeve of mine. I do not like to see exhibitors giving me a fake smile. It's very creepy and distracting. So just try to look relaxed, um, yet look focused like you care. You don't have to have your you know, um, a mean face on or anything, but just don't do the fake smile. Another thing is don't be late, but also don't be too early. If you're standing around at the gate way too early, 
we're going to start to fatigue those animals. They're going to get tired of standing, especially if they've been in the ring several times that day. Um, so try to time things just right. Walk the animal at a natural pace. We see this all the time where we're really trying to rush animals, trying to hide something, or they're really trying to slow them down to try to hide something um, in terms of that animal's conformation. Really, animals will walk the best and look their best at their natural pace. Um, so allowing them to do that is going to be the best thing for them and for you. Another tip is to watch the classes before yours. So if you're not in the first class of showmanship, it's probably a good idea to go watch the class ahead of you or a few ahead of you just to get an idea of what this judge is kind of doing, what he's looking for, maybe what he's asking, all those types of things. Um, another thing to know is the ring and how it's set up. So kind of knowing where you'll be coming in, maybe where you'll be exiting, those could be two separate gates. So you're gonna want to uh, know that before going in. On the slideshow here, um, if you're listening to the podcast, um, I have a picture that says, if you want to look good in front of thousands, you have to outwork thousands in front of nobody. And that is completely true. Like I've said, showmanship is really one at home. Some more tips to tell you is to be aware of the judge, but don't forget about your animal. Also coaching, and I'm going to talk about this um, for each individual species, but just as a general rule, I would say, you know, the parents and the ag teachers and extension agents and, and whoever you have helping you on the sidelines, it's all right for them to do a little bit of coaching. I would just say, keep it to a minimum, especially don't let your coaching be a distraction to the kid or the judge. A lot of times, some uh, I've seen some coaching going on on the sidelines that is so incredibly distracting that I end up watching the coaches rather than the actual kids in the ring. And a lot of times when you're watching the kiddos in the ring, they're not even watching the judge because they're watching whoever, who's outside of the ring trying to tell them what to do. Uh, another thing is don't fidget. Beat placement, good is usually good enough. The more you fidget with these animals' feet, the more they're going to get nervous, um, feel very agitated, and they're just probably not going to work the best for you. You need to know the judge's preferences before the show. So if you're able to find out who's judging um, the showmanship at your, at your show or your fair, know what that judge likes before the show. Um, that's going to kind of give you some heads up in terms of what they like, what they're looking for, um, as well as their pet peeves. Uh, another thing, this is again, probably a personal thing that I don't like to see is I have here, don't be too showy. So what do I mean by that? I really don't like it when all of a sudden it's, I, I see you coming into the ring and it's like a really big act. Really in the showmanship realm, we should look natural um, trying to keep our animals looking as natural and, and as good as possible without drawing attention to ourselves personally. Um, really, the judge should not really notice you at all. Um, they should just be able to see that your animal is always looking good, that you're, you're doing a good job of showing them, but yet not necessarily being distracted by the way that you look or what you're doing. Um, showmanship counts in the market classes too. 
a lot of people think, well, you only turn up your showmanship during the showmanship uh, classes. That is, that's not the point really of showmanship. And if you have a judge that's judging your market classes and your showmanship, if I were the judge, I'm going to remember who who came in and was the same showman during the market classes that they are in the showmanship. Um, a lot of times, uh, a lot of judges will tell you that sometimes if they have a couple of animals in a market class that are very, very close and they're just not quite sure what to do between them, showmanship can be the deciding factor. It may be that one, one kiddo is doing a better job of showing than the other and that's literally why they're moving that animal up. A good showman can really bring out the positives in an animal and be able to hide the negatives. So um, a lot of times that'll help in those placings as well. Another thing is do not block the view of another animal from the judge. You want everybody to have a fair shot. Um, some other good sportsmen's like things to do are to shake the judge's hand at the end of the class regardless of the placing and where you ended up in all of that. If you are not the winner, uh, go ahead and congratulate the winner and be classy about it. I have some pictures here showing some kiddos shaking the hand of the judge. That's that's a very respectful thing to do. You definitely don't want to be ugly and, and have an attitude out there. Um, just shake their hand regardless of what happens and, and go on. Next, we're going to talk a little bit about the dress code. So I feel like what you're wearing inside of the show ring really has practical real life has a has a relationship with real life in real life when you're going in for a job interview you definitely want to look your best you want to look appropriate this is no different um some things to keep in mind uh usually across the board a long sleeve collared button-up shirt is is generally accepted across the board I have here possibly wearing a tie if you're if you're a boy. Um, I think wearing a tie really just makes you stand out a little bit in a good way um, as a professional. It's not a requirement um, unless it's required by your fair, but I think a tie really um, kind of sets them over the over the top. Um, having clean pressed jeans, no holes. And trust me, I I'm a, if you know if you know me personally, I love jeans with holes, but in the show ring, we definitely don't want to be wearing any kind of pants that have holes or are worn out or anything like that. Hair needs to be out of your face. For girls, it needs to be pulled or pinned back. And for boys, it needs to be cut and combed. And this goes for uh, girls and boys both. Um, if you're going to wear, wear jewelry, keep it light. It should not be distracting to you or to the judge. Um, also wearing a belt. The only thing I will tell you about a belt is to be careful with the buckle with sheep and goats. Um, sometimes those buckles can rub up against their neck and can be very agitating for them. I have here no hats. There's some judges that are okay with um, exhibitors wearing a cowboy hat, um, some that aren't. These are just the, the rules to keep you safe. If you're not really sure what the judge prefers, just keep it safe, keep it practical, you know, and follow these types of, of rules. Um, uh, I will say this, that most uh, judges do not want you wearing dude shoes. I am, I'm one of those, actually, that I do not prefer um, the dude shoe 
look, so just leave those for after you're done. Some shows actually have a dress code that have, has to be followed, so you're going to want to make sure that you're looking up your show's or your fair's dress code. Um, a lot of times, depending on what show you're going to, if you're going to a jackpot, you know, you can kind of relax some of these uh, dress code types things, you know, um, you could probably get away with, you know, a polo shirt with a collar rather than the long sleeve. Um, it just just kind of depends. Again, knowing your judge is going to determine a lot of things. All right, we're going to talk about pig showmanship. <laughs> so when we're entering the ring, um, the first thing is you're going to want to make sure you have all of your equipment. You're going to need a brush, a whip, and a rag. And I will say this. Some judges prefer that if you have a rag that it is actually folded and tucked away in your pocket, not just tucked in your pocket and left kind of out there to, to flap around. I would say to be on the safe side of things, if you have a rag, you can just put it in your back pocket or your side pocket or front pocket of your shirt. Just fold it nicely to where it's there. You can use it if you need to. Um, another thing is you're going to want to use the correct type of whip. Um, if you're not really sure what type of whip that is, um, you're going to want to get with your extension agent, ag teacher, someone to kind of help you with that. And you're going to want to hold your whip correctly. There is a right and wrong way to hold your whip. Um, before you come in, you're going to want to be looking at the judge before you get into the ring. Again, don't smile, but you're going to want to look intense and focused. You want to have that pig's head up in a natural position before you enter the ring as well as while you're in there. Um, when you're first coming in and, and actually while you're in there the whole time, stay away from the judge. If they want a close-up of your animal, they will step closer to them. Um, they will come up for a closer view. So as you come in to the ring, you're going to want to give a view of all angles, including the chest floor, the side, and the rear view. As a new animal, behind you enters the ring, you're going to want to move to the side. Still try to stay within sight of the judge, like within their peripheral vision, but allow your fellow showmen to have an individual moment with that judge to exhibit their animal individually. Don't over or under work as you kind of hang out there to the side. Um, if the judge is not directly looking at you, I would say, you know, go ahead and relax a little bit. Um, just keep that pig's head up, keep them moving, um, don't get in the way of your fellow exhibitors, um, but don't, don't overwork. Again, um, through the whole time, you don't want to be too aggressive with that whip. Um, these pigs should be trained at home. Um, training is not for the show ring. Um, while you're out there, no talking, no visiting, um, no horseplay while you're in the ring or, or in the holding areas. You should be focused on what you're doing. You've worked all year long to be in this position, in this spot, at this show. Um, don't ruin it by visiting with a friend or, you know, looking outside the ring and laughing, you know, talking to people outside the ring, those types of things. Just stay focused. You're not in there for very long. Just stay focused and do what you need to do and get things done. During the class, you're always going to want to keep the pig between you and the judge. Watch the judge, but you need to pay attention to your pig. It's kind of a, a gentle balance between paying attention to the judge, but also paying attention to the pig. 
Avoid allowing your hog to root around in the dirt. The reason for that is once they do that, and if you're watching the, the slideshow here, when they stick their head down, their back instantly arches up and they just don't keep that levelness. So don't let them start to root around in the dirt. Again, this is something that needs to be worked on at home. Don't go behind the judge. Um, if they turn their back to you, that's, that's their preference. They wanna look at something else. But don't deliberately go behind them because they can't see you. They can't see your pig. Another thing to be careful of is, you know, sometimes these pigs want to get in the corner and you can't quite get them out. So you start to see kiddos using their, their legs and their knees to kind of push those pigs out. I would say try to keep that down to a minimum if you absolutely can. No running. Uh, that goes for the exhibitor and the pig. Pigs should be trained to not come into the ring and want to run around and play. Um, they should know why they're there. They should know that they're there to be exhibited. They should have their head up and the exhibitor should have control of that animal. If per se, a pig does run into the ring, the exhibitor should not chase after them. Um, or if they're in the ring and they're just running around, um, it's better for the exhibitor to, to just remain calm and try to keep up with the animal the best that they can by not running or chasing them. Again, no talking, visiting, horseplay while you're in the ring. Um, it's just very distracting and, and very um, unprofessional. Don't group up whenever you're in there. Find the open areas and move that pig into those open areas. If you have your pig with five or six others, there's a good chance I cannot evaluate that animal because I can't see it properly. So trying to keep your animal away from everyone else where that judge can really see them moving um, is going to be uh, the best thing to do. So that's why you have to be paying attention. Uh, stay off the fence and stay away from the gate. These animals are very, very intelligent. They learn very quickly where the gate is to go back to their pins because back at their pins, they can take a nap, they get water, they get fed, and they get to relax. So understanding that they already know where the gate is to go out if they start to head towards that gate rather than waiting for them to get all the way there and then fighting them off you're going to want to start to recognize that hey they're headed towards the gate i'm going to go ahead and start to turn them um, in advance of getting towards the gate um, another thing is is just not letting them uh, ride the fence trying to pace back and forth on the fence if you'll just not let them from the get-go usually they don't they'll, they'll go by your direction and do um, what you've asked them to do again i have on here hold your whip correctly it's going to help you the best and don't be over aggressive with that whip and and this 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 needs to be said as well sometimes you can practice and train and do everything right at home and sometimes we just have a bad day kids have a bad day these animals have a bad day we definitely want to maintain a level of professional professionalism out there in that ring and do not be over aggressive with that whip. Just remember that the world is watching. Um, they're watching you. And also, if you're kind of an older exhibitor or something, you never know who's out there watching you wanting to be like you someday. So be a good role model. Be a good representative of our industry and don't be aggress over aggressive with those whips. Another thing to keep in mind is to keep your turns very wide. Pigs do not turn 
on a dime very well. It causes them to bunch up. They just don't look good. Um, so making sure if you're going to turn your hogs, you do that in a very wide, um, you know, type of a turn. Another thing to keep in mind is to be aware. Poop happens. So be prepared out there to clean it off. I always say if the judge is staring right at you, just keep working. Once he moves to someone else and is looking at someone else, go ahead and get that that manure off of that pig. You can use your brush, use your, your rag, that type of thing. That's what it's there for. Pinning. A lot of times for pigs, a judge will ask you to pin your hog. Um, this is to see how well you can actually control that animal. So what you're gonna wanna do if you get, uh, if the judge points at you and wants you to pin your hog by yourself, um, you're gonna wanna drive to that uh, pinning area, uh, go ahead and open the gate, drive that hog in, and then latch the gate behind you. While you're in that pen, you're gonna wanna keep that hog between you and the judge, so that way he can still see the pig inside there. Um, keep watching the judge. It's This is not a, a relax and hang out time. Um, again, no talking, visiting, horseplay. This is a personal pet peeve of mine that I don't like to see a youth get pinned and then their friends kind of come up there and they're talking, visiting, laughing. It's just not very professional or very serious for me. I will say this, that um, being pinned is a little bit of a timeout just for a little bit of a, a rest. Um, but it's also a good time for you to make sure that that animal is looking their best. So if needed, this is a great time to brush them off, spray them with water to keep them cool, um, offer them a drink um, of water. Possibly um, if you have some pig treats in your pocket, it would be a good time to possibly give those treats to that pig just to kind of keep them happy and content. When you're exiting, from being pinned, um, you're gonna wanna open that gate, have that head up, and then if you are able to, go ahead and stop the hog, close the gate, and latch it shut behind you. Again, show that animal's angles all over again to that judge, and then be courteous of the other showmen as they come out of their pinning, and they are trying to exhibit their hog. Um, of course, though, always stay within view of the judge um, just try to be respectful of the other exhibitors. Next, we're going to talk a little bit about the questions that sometimes are asked. I'm going to be completely honest with you that I'm not a big fan of questions. I don't feel um, quite like the show ring is a great place to um, evaluate how well the exhibitor is in Quiz Bowl. But there are some things that, that the exhibitor really should know. For instance, with pigs, um, knowing how old they are, that's a pretty basic thing to know. Um, knowing what breed of pig you have. Also being able to read notches, not only on your animal, but on others. So knowing the notches of your animal, and then also a judge could possibly ask you to read notches on another pig in the ring, just so that they know that you actually know how to read them. Sometimes they're going to ask you about feed. So knowing what brand, how much, and when I say how much, I don't like to hear, well, it's a coffee can of this and a coffee can of that. Um, I wanna know actual pounds. So, you know, two pounds of, you know, high pro, two pounds of Mormons, two pounds of Lindners, whatever you're feeding. Knowing the amount in terms of pounds, um, how, how much it actually weighs, 
knowing the protein percentage, the fat percentage, as well as a general idea of the uh, supplements that you're giving and why. Another thing is, a judge may ask you how much that pig is gaining per day. That's a pretty general question. Um, they may ask you how much they weigh. Um, again, these are not necessarily quiz bowl type questions or really super difficult. Um, these are pretty general questions that I think every showman should know about their, their pig project. So as we get down to, I, I said I was going to talk about coaching um, just about for every species. So here we are. I'm going to talk about it with pigs. Um, and I'm, I'm a show mom, just like a lot of you are. I'm an extension agent. And yes, it, it is difficult to stand on the side and, and maybe watch things go not quite how you would like. But it, we have to let these kids do this. This is their project. It's their turn. So keeping the coaching down to a minimum, I think, is really the best thing you can do for your kid because they really shouldn't be paying attention to you anyway. They should be paying attention to the judge and to their animal and making sure that they're exhibiting that animal to the best of their abilities. Um, so I would always encourage us parents to just try to keep it to a minimum. We all care, and that's why we, we probably go a little bit overboard sometimes. Um, I know I have found sometimes if I feel like I can't contain myself in terms of the coaching, I will just go back to the barn and um, have someone else report to me on how things went. So if that's a little bit of advice out there for you parents, I hope that helps you. So we're going to talk a little bit about lamb showmanship. <laughs> Entering the ring, um, you should not have a halter with sheep. Um, you're going to want to be looking at the judge before you get into the ring, paying attention, being ready to enter. Don't smile. Once again, just try to look intense and focused, serious. Let the animal walk at their natural pace. Again, they're going to look their best if they're walking at a natural pace. Um, you're always going to want to walk behind that point of the shoulder that way that that lamb will really walk um, in a smooth pattern. Don't drag or pull your lamb. It just doesn't, it just doesn't look good. It doesn't work. Uh, this is a big pet peeve of mine. Personally, is I don't like to see you slap or hit your lamb. Um, so say they're not walking and you, you pop them on the dock. I'm not a big fan of that. Um, I don't want to see you doing anything that could be misconstrued um, in a negative way in that show ring. Um, these animals should have been trained to walk. Um, prior to being in the ring and I get it again things happen we have a bad day you know things happen and, and I get that but let's just try to keep a level of professionalism by not slapping or hitting these these animals use the proper hand placement um, use one hand to lead and the other hand to tap the side of the lamb if, it, if you need to so that's kind of a trick if they're not really wanting to walk is by having complete control of this animal with one hand, you can use your other hand to actually tap them on the side to, to encourage them to, to go. Know where you're going and what view the judge is going to look at first. Um, just kind of have a heads up of where you're going so that way you can kind of calculate your steps. Again, no talking, visiting, you know, just don't be distracted in the show ring or in the holding areas. If you're listening to this or watching this video, it's actually raining, which we're so excited to have <laughs> in uh, 
Grand County, New Mexico. It doesn't ever rain here. So um, if it's a little loud, I'm not going to stop recording because I'm just so happy to hear it rain. Moving on in the lambs, uh, during the class, while you're in there, you're going to always want to keep the lamb between you and the judge. Let that lamb walk at a natural pace like we've talked about before. Uh, keeping adequate spacing between exhibitors. Don't get too close to each other. It makes it very difficult for the judge to evaluate each animal individually. Stay in line. Don't be too close to the fence. Don't be too far out of line or turned um, the wrong direction. Stay in line with whatever you're supposed to be doing. With animals uh, or with lambs and goats for sure, um, you're going to walk, you're going to set, you're going to brace. And that's something that needs to be worked on at home is walking, setting, bracing. When you have these animals set, you're going to want to keep, you know, 90 degree angles. Don't stretch them out too far or bunch them up. We're going to want to try to keep levelness of those lines, keep them at 90 degree angles. That's where they're going to look their best. Again, don't fidget with the legs, especially if the judge is looking right at you. Close is close enough. You can readjust the feet if you need to while the judge is looking at someone else. So get those feet as good as you can. Um, if, if the judge is looking right at you, just keep, keep holding. Um, and then once he moves on or he or she moves on, um, then you can go ahead and, and set those feet a little bit better. Um, for those of you that are younger exhibitors that can't quite reach those feet, it's something to be worked on at home to be able to set those feet without having to use your hands. So first of all, by stepping that lamb into the bracing position, um, and then if you had to move them by pushing them um, into place. You're gonna wanna keep your lamb in a straight line from nose to dock. Um, don't bend their head while you're setting their feet. So once again, some of the, the little guys, I know it's hard, but you cannot, crank that head and turn that head and try to set feet, it, it just, the lamb's gonna move and it just doesn't ever really work. Um, again, walk them into place, which is a good reason to know where you're going and what view the, the judge is gonna be looking at first. Uh, you wanna brace with all four feet on the ground. Do not pick them up and hold them. Um, it just doesn't ever really work that way. Um, it doesn't look good. And if you picked me up by my head and tried to hold me, I'm probably gonna fight you too. Don't pull them to you. Um, if you're watching the YouTube video, I have several pictures here kind of explaining um, some of the don'ts in terms of things like bunching them up, pulling them, cranking that head forward, pulling them to you. You really, it's its a partnership that lamb should be pushing into you and you should be pushing into them. So again, if you were to grab me by my head and pull me, I'm going to pull back. I'm not going to want to brace. Okay, so using proper hand placement for control of the head and to keep those ears up. Um, if you're watching the YouTube video, I have some pictures. If you're just listening to the podcast, you can, you can just Google this type of stuff or get with your extension agent, ag teacher, have them show you, a breeder, whoever. You can figure out some, some proper hand placement so that way you can keep control of their head and be able to keep those ears perked up. It just makes them look super classy. Uh, use a proper feet placement also for bracing, um, which is basically an L shape. Um, I don't like to see uh, kiddos with their legs like really, really far apart while they're trying to show these lambs. Um, I really just like the L shape. 
to keep keep from looking too showy. I feel like whenever they have their legs, you know, really far apart, it's very distracting. A light brace while the judge is looking at you from the side profile. Again, don't overwork these animals. Um, you're going to want to start bracing um, when, when the judge is coming down the line on the rear view to handle these sheep. You're going to want to start bracing um, when the judge is about two lambs away. Um, and then keep bracing until he, he or she has gone past you by two, um, sorry, my phone is ringing, <laughs> has gone past you um, by two lambs. Um, you don't want to slap or hit the lamb. Once again, we need to remain professional. What you can do, though, is tap that lamb lightly on the side as a cue that, hey, it's time to go to work. It's time to really brace. When the judge has kind of, you know, walked away from you, you know, you can relax those lambs by rocking and shaking their head lightly while the judge is evaluating other animals. That's just going to help keep them from overworking. Again, make sure your belt buckle isn't rubbing or scratching. Um, the lamb's head or neck can be very irritating and I mean just think about if somebody was pressing against you with a metal uh, buckle against your neck it's just not very comfortable and, and it, it can just lead to problems out there that you don't that you don't want. Keep that nose level. Don't crank it up. We see this a lot and sometimes I mean if, if something works for you and it works for that animal go for it. Um, I just like to see animals looking more natural, so I don't like to see their head cranked up or their nose isn't, you know, you know facing the sky. Um, switch sides once the judge is already past you. Um, if you have that lamb in a good brace, stay there. Don't move so that you can switch sides and then you kind of mess everything up. So just stay put. Once the judge gets past you, go ahead and, and roll to the other side. Most judges are going to respect the fact that you, you had them stuck and you were keeping them stuck because they were looking really good. No talking. Again, visiting. Don't be hanging out and you know, having a good old time out there with your friends. Uh, the front view, you want to make sure those feet are wide and square. Hold those lambs head up with those ears up. Um, and then again, switch sides as the judge passes. If a judge pulls a lamb in front of you, make sure you pull up and fill that empty spot. We don't like to see a bunch of gaps out there. That's just good showmanship to know to pull up and then everybody behind you needs to pull up as well. Again, when talking about the questions part of thing, I'm not a big quiz bowl person. I feel like a few things should be known by the exhibitor um, about their project. Um, for instance, age of their animal, breed, Possibly what they're, you know, they're feeding, the brand, the amount. I like to know exact amounts in terms of pounds and ounces, um, not uh, a full cup of this or a can of that. Knowing the protein percentage, fat percentage, any kind of supplements that you might be feeding, um, those are all good things to, to know, um, as well as how much they're gaining per day on average and their weight is also something I might want to know and I might be asking. Sometimes I'm just going to ask things like, what, what did you like best about your project? What was the hardest part of your project? If you could do it all over again, would you still choose to, to, to pick this particular project? You know, things like that. I, I don't like to make things too difficult. I'm going to talk a little bit again about that coaching. Once again, we've got to keep that coaching down to a minimum there on the sidelines from all of us parents and ag teachers and extension agents. 
um, and let these kids show their project. It's theirs and, and we're just really there to guide them. So keeping that down to a minimum is, is honestly the best thing to do. All right, we're gonna talk a little bit about goat showmanship. As we enter the ring, um, you need to have the proper equipment. A halter or chain, know what works best for you and your goat before entering the ring. These are all things that we need to figure out at home. Some goats like the chain, some goats like the halter. It just depends. These are all things you're gonna wanna know before we're walking into that show ring. Be looking at the judge before you even get into the ring. Shows me that you're paying attention, you wanna be there and you're focused. Be ready to enter. Don't, don't hesitate to come in, be ready to roll. Don't smile, again, just try to look serious and very professional. Uh, no talking, visiting. Once again, um, I, I think I say this in every species because this is also a pet peeve of mine that I don't like to see um, kids talking um, or not taking things seriously. Let the animal walk at a natural pace. Um, again, just like sheep, you're gonna wanna walk behind the point of that shoulder that's gonna help that goat really stride out the way that they should. Don't drag or pull your goat. Um, and I know goats are can be very, very stubborn and that's easier said than done sometimes. Um, but really, hopefully you've worked with them enough at home that they understand what they're supposed to do when they go into that show ring. Once again, remaining professional, don't slap, don't hit that goat. Um, we don't wanna see anything like that happening. Um, and honestly, that's just a really quick way for me to sort you out of the top. Use proper chain placement while leading a goat. So a lot of times when you don't have that chain actually placed correctly, that goat's not going to want to walk because it's uncomfortable. So making sure that you have adjusted your chain placement when you're, when you're headed on the walk. Um, is gonna help you out a lot. Know where you're going and what view is first. That's always gonna be um, something that you need to be keeping in mind. During the class, you always wanna keep the goat between you and the judge, just like everything else. Let that goat walk at a natural pace. Keep spacing between exhibitors. Don't get too close, don't get too far away. Stay in line. Again, don't be too close to the fence. Don't be too far out of line or turned around or turned in the wrong position. If you're on the side profile, keep those goats on a side profile. Don't let them turn to a rear view. Um, again, walk, set, brace. That's their job. Keeping those uh, 90 degree angles, don't stretch them out um, or let them bunch up, especially goats that just naturally don't have quite the levelness that sheep do um, out of that hip. Uh, making sure that you're um, not bunching them up is going to make them appear to be a little bit more level. Uh, again, don't fidget with their legs, especially if the judge is looking at you. Close is close enough. Um, readjust those feet if you need to while the judge is looking at somebody else. Keep that goat in a straight line from nose to tail. Don't bend their head when you're setting their feet. Um, it's just going to make them move. Again, walk them into place. That's going to be the easiest thing to do. Embrace them with all four feet on the ground and do not pick them up and hold them. Use proper hand placement for control of the head and to keep those ears up. Again, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, um, if you're listening to the podcast, you can actually get online and look these up or call an extension agent, uh, 4-H leader, anybody to help you. 
use proper feet placement again for the bracing use that L shape uh, a light brace while the judge is looking at you on the side profile you don't have to overwork necessarily start bracing on the rear view when the judge is about two goats away um, when he's coming down the line to handle keep bracing until he's about two goats past you uh, again do not slap or hit the goat um, it's just very unprofessional you can tap the goat lightly on the side as a cue to brace just like you would for sheep it kind of wakes them up and lets them know that hey it's go time you can relax the goat by rocking shaking the head lightly while the judge is evaluating other animals again making sure your belt buckle isn't rubbing or scratching that goat's neck is going to also help you out um, in terms of keeping them comfortable you need to keep their nose level not cranked up to the sky and switch sides once the judge is past you again no talking no visiting hanging out in the ring or in the holding areas the front view if you're exhibiting these goats um, and the judge is going to come around and take a look there at their chest um, you want to make sure that their feet are wide and square hold those goats heads up with their ears up and switch sides as the judge passes if the judge pulls a goat in front of you make sure you pull up and fill that empty spot and that everybody behind you needs to fill in um, the empty spot that you'll be leaving we'll talk a little bit about the questions it's kind of the same thing with these goats you know i'm pretty basic in terms of the questions that i ask it's not a i just don't feel like it's a quiz bowl contest age that might be something i might ask you uh, some feed type things so brand the amount how many pounds of this pounds of that protein levels fat supplements all those sorts of things that go into the feeding gain per day as well as how much they weigh um, once again we're going to talk a little bit about coaching please just keep that down to a minimum don't be distracting um, to the judge as well as don't be distracting to the exhibitor if they're paying more attention to you than they are the judge um, they could possibly getting be getting pulled for a good reason or a bad reason but if they're not paying attention then they don't know that and the judge moves on he may forget that he had pulled that goat you know into third and then all of a sudden you're sitting there in fifth when you could have been in third but you weren't paying attention because you're paying attention to whoever was coaching us outside of that ring all right cattle some people probably argue with me on this one. i actually think that cattle are very difficult to show for me they they were probably the hardest thing um again all of them are hard um in their own way um but when we're entering the ring again proper equipment so a show halter a comb and a show stick are pretty much the essentials once again you want to make sure you've you've used those things at home we've we've practiced with these items at home don't smile just look intense look serious look professional your halter needs to fit properly um, meaning that it's not too high and it's not too low these are things to figure out at home um, if you have several calves that you're taking you may want to actually label the halters that go to which animals so that way you don't have a wreck whenever you're trying to head to that show ring making sure that that halter fits that animal properly so it's not too high on their nose not too high um, trying to cover their eye or not too down low or it's actually cutting off their air these things are going to cause you problems because it's uncomfortable for them and they're not going to want to cooperate use a, a correct color of halter um, for some people this is a big deal for some people it's not 
Um, I think depending on the situation, um, you know, obviously if you have a black calf, don't use a white halter. If you have a white calf, you know, you probably can get away with a black halter. It's probably okay. It's really up to the judge. And again, this is really why you should know your judge, know what their preferences are. For me, as long as the halter is not distracting, I really don't care what color it is. Um, I would say black across the board um, works just fine. Um, if you have a red calf, you can get kind of a reddish uh, colored halter. The halter lead doesn't need to be too long or too short. Um, so on the YouTube video, I actually have a picture there on the far right hand side of a lead that I would consider to be too long. It also could be that she doesn't have um, this calf's head crank, cranked up quite enough. Um, but I feel like that lead rope is a, just a little bit too long. When you have the lead rope too long, there's a chance that you could step on it, your calf can step on it as they're trying to move, and it just it doesn't work. So these leads need to be about arm's length, so not too long, um, but also not too short either. You don't want to completely cut them down to nothing, and then you have nothing to hang on to. Uh, don't wrap that lead rope around your hand. Um, you should you should be able to just let it hang freely where it's not on the ground. It just is kind of hanging freely. Your show, show stick should be um, also the proper length. Some people say it needs to be the height of the kid. Um, I say that it's whatever works best. If you have a kiddo that needs a longer show stick, let them have a longer show stick. If that's what's working, you know, best for them and the calf, I say do it. Again, keeping your, keeping your show stick, I would say, respectful and professional. I don't really like to see really the blinged out show sticks and stuff like that. I'm cool with it at home, um, but maybe for the show ring, really just sticking with, you know, kind of a, a black colored uh, show stick is really best. Let's leave the rhinestones and stuff um, aside for the show ring. Again, be looking at the judge before you even get into the ring. Show them that you're paying attention. Um, I know myself a lot of times I like to watch before they actually come in. I want to see what these kids are, are doing. Are they, um, are they looking focused? Are they kind of game planning in their head? Um, or are they, you know, maybe hanging on to their girlfriend or boyfriend and, and they're not really that serious? Um, these are things I'm kind of paying attention to. You're going to want to be ready to enter. Um, so don't make the judge wait. Be ready to enter the ring whenever they call you in. Have that head up in a natural position before and as you enter the ring. No talking, no visiting. Again, <laughs> this is a pet peeve and so I put it on every slide. Don't be messing around in there. Um, let that animal walk at a natural pace and really manners for these animals need to be taught at home. Cattle are very big. They've They've got a mind of their own, and I completely understand that and respect that. But we've got to work with these animals at home to teach them some manners. You need to hold your show stick properly. Um, I know sometimes we'll, we'll put that show stick up there in front of their face to try to keep them, you know, kind of slowed down if they're trying to get away from us a little bit too much and possibly, you know, to, to make a small correction um, in terms of their manners. But really, that show stick really just needs to be down and held to the side uh, with the pointed side down. Um, we don't want to hold it like a javelin. It's just, 
we could we could possibly hurt someone and we we don't want to do that or hurt somebody's animal you don't want to be too aggressive with that show stick so once again don't try to saw that calf in half whenever you have them you know stopped uh, just a couple of, of very um, calming scratches to their belly will help to soothe them don't let your nerves get the best of you and you're just sawing away with that show stick on their belly it's going to transfer into a nervous feeling for them and they're going to wonder why in the heck you're you're trying to saw me in half with that thing know where you're going and what view is first that's just going to help you out in terms of getting their feet and legs set okay so during the class again um don't give me that fake smile um just keep it professional keep it calm um let that calf walk at its natural pace keep their head in a natural position hold that show stick properly and again keeping adequate space between exhibitors um, these animals are pretty big so that space um, depending on the size of the ring that you have you need to leave quite a bit of space um, in case you need to pull and move if the judge pulls you um, if he's going to come and handle these calves all those types of things making sure that there's adequate distance between you stay in line don't get too close to the fence don't get too far out of line or turned and if you need to I think I talk about this later, but I'll, I'll cover it a little bit right now. If if you're completely wonky in line and you need to get out and reposition or something like that, just make sure you're taking that, pulling that animal out and making wide, big circles. Um, I like to tell kiddos, think of it as a limousine. They do not turn on a dime. Um, you've got to make some really, really wide turns to try to get them turned around. So whenever we're in the ring, um, you're going to walk them, scratch them, and set them. That's their job. You're going to want to try to walk them into place the best that you can, just so that you don't have to mess with their feet. However, understanding their feet placement is very important. So if you're listening on the podcast, you can get online or, or talk to someone and get some help on understanding which feet are supposed to be where on the side profile. If you're watching the YouTube video, I have a picture actually here towards the right of a, a Charlotte calf that's, that's set perfect. Um, on the side profile, the rear show side foot needs to be set slightly further back than the other rear foot. Um, the front foot on the showman side uh, needs to be slightly further back than the show side front leg. Um, a lot of times if you actually put them pretty close to even, they're usually there's usually enough difference between them that it's set up just right on the rear view all feet need to be set evenly square and wide once you stopped um, you can scratch that calf a couple times again just to help kind of keep them calm and again don't saw them in half with that show stick um, and then start working on setting those legs and usually if you'll set one leg give them a couple of scratches set another leg give them a couple scratches you know don't just get crazy with those show sticks trying to poke and move and everything like that once again if you can train them to stop naturally with their feet mostly set it's going to save both of you a lot of work when we're going to set those feet there's really two things that you need to do you need to use the halter and the show stick to set those feet if you're trying to move a foot up you're going to want to pull forward slightly on that halter as well as grabbing that foot with your with your stick that's going to help your calf to know 
you want him or her to move their foot up. If you want a foot to go back, um, again, pushing back on that halter and giving pressure to that foot is going to help them to understand you want that foot to go back. You want to keep those 90 degree angles in cattle just the same as everything else. Don't stretch them out too far. Don't bunch them up, their feet too far underneath them. Don't fidget with those legs. Again, especially if the judge is looking at you, close is close enough. And if you need to readjust, um, you can always do that while the judge has kind of moved on to someone else and get them back to um, perfect. Keep those calves straight in line from nose to tail. So, and this is especially hard for some of the younger exhibitors. Don't bend that head while you're setting those feet. You got to try to keep that head and uh, the head and the and the tail in a straight line. If you bend their head, they're going to want to swing their hips. Another thing is is trying to keep those ears forward. Just kind of gives these calves kind of a special look. You want to be calm and cool and collected out there. It can be very difficult. These animals are very big. They have a mind of their own. Um, and, and again, sometimes we can do everything right at home. Things just still don't work in the show ring. Um, I would say that the probability of that happening is not likely, but it does happen. And if, if things go wrong, just try to, try to, you know, stay cool, stay calm, um, smooth movements, especially when you're switching hands from the walk to where you are, where you're going to set up, you know, don't, don't be moving so fast that we accidentally, you know, poke that, that steer in the eye with the show stick or hit him or, or something like that. Just try to be smooth if you can. If a judge touches or handles your calf, comb that hair back up. Some judges say it's a big deal to them. Some judges say they don't act, you know, it, it doesn't make any difference to them whether you comb that hair back up. I would tell you just as a safety measure um, across the board, if the judge comes by and handles your calf, just comb that hair back up. Um, it's going to keep you safe little side note here when I was a youth I actually um, it was between me and another exhibitor to uh, to win the showmanship at our county fair and I literally lost it off of not combing that hair back up and I can tell you this I've never forgotten to comb um, hair back up uh, ever since so um, just something out there um, the judge said he had to use something to separate us and that just happened to be the one thing I didn't do so another thing to do is to keep their head up in a natural position. Don't visit. Don't hang out in that show ring. Be all business when you're in there. When you're exhibiting this these animals on the front view, make sure those feet are wide and square and try to keep those ears forward. If a judge pulls a calf in front of you, again, pull up and fill that empty spot. And then everybody behind you needs to pull up and fill that empty spot. Uh, we talked about this a little bit before, but um, if you're needing to reposition, make a wide, wide circle. Um, there's no way you're going to be able to make some, a tiny little circle and try to get that calf back in on the side profile. It just, it never works. Again, I don't think that uh, from a personal standpoint that showmanship should come down to basically, you know, quiz bowl questions. We have a completely separate contest for, for Quiz Bowl, and I highly encourage all exhibitors to do Quiz Bowl, is it will help you in showmanship if you do happen to have a judge that does like to ask a lot of those technical questions. However, knowing some of the, the very basic things 
are, are really a necessity. So there are a few questions you should be able to answer. For instance, the age of your calf, when they were born, their breed, uh, how much you're feeding, the brand, the amount in terms of pounds, protein, fat, supplements, um, anything that you can provide that judge to let them know that you know what you're feeding them and why. Again, gain per day. That might be something that the judge might want to know, as well as their weight. We talk about this in every slide, and it's the coaching part. And cattle are especially hard because they are so big, and it's hard to see all of those, those feet and legs all the time. And so we sometimes rely on someone from outside the ring to kind of let us know. And there's all these secret hand signals and, and everything like that. Usually, if, if somebody's outside of the ring, just a head nod of a yes or a no, I feel like that's good enough. That that should be able to tell that youth that, hey, take another look. Um, a foot's out of place. Um, something's not right. You need to be, you know, kind of pay attention a little more because something's not right. Don't let um, the kid be so distracted by you coaching them that they're not watching the judge. Um, very, very important. Once again, um, this information was provided courtesy of the Grand County Cooperative Extension Service. My name is Jessica Swap Massengill, and I'm the Grant County 4-H Ag Agent. Um, if you have any further questions or suggestions, anything, you can always give me a call um, at my office, 575-388-1559. We're not in the office every day just due to the rotation we only come in on certain days, but you can leave me a message. Probably the best way to get a hold of me is through my email, which is jessie j, which is spelled J-E-S-S-I-E-J -S -S -E at N-M-S-U, as in New Mexico State University, dot edu. I hope this was helpful for you. I wish you luck in your showmanship. Um, showmanship was my favorite thing to do growing up, and it's still my favorite thing to judge. And I hope this will help you. Thanks everyone for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever app you're using to listen to this podcast. Want more information? You can visit us at our website, grantextension.nmsu.edu. Follow us on Facebook at NMSU Grant County CES. Snapchat at Grant County NM4H. Shoot us an email at grant at nmsu.edu or give us a call 575-388-1559. New Mexico State University is an equal opportunity affirmative action employer and educator. NMSU and the U.S. Department of Agriculture cooperating.